0: Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, it could be a quick little brief little episode about the upcoming NBA Finals, which start tonight between the Phoenix Suns and the the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm just going to give a quick little review about how both these teams got there before making my final predictions on who I think will win the NBA Finals. Here we go. Let's start with the Eastern Conference champion, the Milwaukee Bucks. So, how did Milwaukee get to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1974? Back when they had some dude named Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Maybe you heard of him. But anyway, one of the biggest some of the biggest keys that they got Going into this postseason, I think, made a difference for them this time around as to their very disappointing past few seasons in the postseason was the additions of guys like Drew Holiday, who plays great defense. And unlike Eric Bledsoe, can actually consistently score the basketball at a very consistent rate. And he's been probably the X Factor for the majority of these playoff series. So, let's start in round one. In round one, they took on the Miami Heat in a little bit of a revenge matchup because in the bubble, Miami humiliated them in the bubble, as we all saw, in their fantastic run to the finals. This time around, outside of game one, it it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. Is this entire series? Milwaukee was at was by far the better basketball team this time around, and they knew it too. After that game one victory, they knew it too. After a hard fought hard fought victory, you kind of the sense that Miami's confidence just deflated, and. Brooklyn took advantage of that and absolutely dominated to a complete sweep of the Miami Heat in the first round. And in this series, demons were conquered. Demons were conquered in this series. They beat the team that humiliated humiliated them the previous season in the the Eastern Commons playoffs. And they were able to move on to round two to take on the favorite in a lot of people's eyes, the Brooklyn Nets. And in the first two games against Brooklyn, Milwaukee was outclassed in those first two games. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were doing their thing. And it just didn't look like Milwaukee had the firepower to keep up with Brooklyn. Then in game three, they had that dogfight where it was like 86 to 84. Milwaukee won that game. Make it a 2-1 series, and then in Game 4, you saw Kyrie Irving go down with that with in- that ankle injury, and Milwaukee was able to win that game. And then in Game 5, you saw KD put on an absolute clinic to give Brooklyn a 3-2 lead, and this point we were thinking, wow, Brooklyn could do it with just KD and a one-legged James Harden. Which for the most part, the supporting cast that KD had wasn't doing much on the offensive end, but they were able to get the job done in game five. Game six completely different stories. Milwaukee was able to take care of business at home and dominate there to take, get it to game seven. And in game seven, we probably saw one of the most classic duels between two superstars we've seen since in the regular playoff rounds. Not the finals, but in a second-round matchup, we saw a classic duel between two superstars in Giannis and Kevin Durant. And, ooh, how different this conversation could be right now if KD had just a smaller shoe size. He was oh so close to beating Milwaukee in Game 7, but he hit a 2 to tie the game, send it over time. Instead of a three that could have won them the series, and if that shot would have been a game-winning three, we could be having a completely different conversation about a completely different team in the NBA Finals. But it wasn't meant to be. Milwaukee was the least gas team in that overtime. The final score, the overtime was like six to two. No one could score in that overtime. But at the end of the day, Milwaukee just had a little bit more gas in the tank. As compared to Brooklyn. And this series is just, this series is going to go down to one of the biggest what ifs of all time. Like, what if Kyrie stayed healthy? What if James Harden was actually 100 percent? What if Katie's foot wasn't on the line? But at the end of the day, it is the Milwaukee Bucks that won this series. And they move on to the Eastern Conference to take on Atlanta. Yes, the Atlanta Hawks. First of all, before I talk about the Bucks, I got to give a shout-out to the Atlanta Hawks. They had an amazing year. I just started out like 14-20 and 20 or something like that. They fired their head coach, installed Nate McMillan, who just got an extension, by the way, from the Atlanta Hawks. Good for him. He definitely deserved it after what he's able to do with that Hawks team, got them to the Eastern Conference Finals against this Milwaukee team and could have beaten them possibly. But I thought Milwaukee was the better team going in that series, and I was right. But unfortunately, it came at a little of cost. The Bucks won this series in six. But Giannis got hurt in game four with that injury, his knee hyperextension. And at that point, everybody was kind of – Kind of worried about Milwaukee. I mean, Giannis wasn't gonna be able to go for a couple of games. I guess the biggest break Milwaukee got throughout this entire playoffs was that Trey Young, who was probably one of the hottest players in the postseason, was also hurt at the time. And if you compare these two teams about the two superstars, you could easily play Milwaukee and call them the better team. They still had Middleton, they still had Drew Holiday. They had Brooke Lopez, who had a great game in the series. He had like a 33-point performance, and I believe it was game five. Yes, game five, he dropped 33 points. So they got big performances out of him. Bobby Porras had a great game down the stretch. Drew Holiday and... Chris Milton also stepped up big time against 5-6 and six to help steal the deal against a very young Atlanta Hawks team. And they are moving on to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1974. Congratulations to Milwaukee. It's going to be interesting to see what they can do in the NBA Finals. It's going to be fun to see someone not named LeBron, Steph Curry, those guys. KD, those guys in the NBA Finals. This is fresh blood coming out of the East. This is fresh blood coming out of the East. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. All right, on to the Western Conference champion, the Phoenix Suns, who are going to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993 when they had Charles Barkley and they got dominated by the Chicago Bulls. Sorry to bring up old memories, Phoenix fans, but it's been a while since y'all been to the finals, and that's the only one I can remember. But let's see how they got to the NBA Finals. In the offseason, they made probably the best acquisition in the franchise's history since Charles Barkley. They picked up Chris Paul from the OKC Thunder, And if you're a believer about the Chris Paul effect, like I was, after seeing this team perform without Chris Paul in the bubble, you had a feeling that this might be a chance for the Phoenix Suns to do something special. Now, I wasn't one to think that they'd be going this far in the playoffs the first time around, but it's a welcome sight. This is someone completely new out of the Western Conference. No Warriors, no Lakers. It's someone new and... I think the ABA is all for it. Yes, injuries did play a part a little bit in the Phoenix Suns run to the, in the postseason. But like Milwaukee, they had to play the team that was in front of them, play the players that were in front of them, and they couldn't do nothing about it. They took care of business. They took care of business. So in the first round, it was Beat LA Part 1. They had the first round matchup against the defending champions against the Los Angeles Lakers and a lot of people, including myself, admittedly, if you go back to my NBA predictions episode, I did pick the Lakers to beat the Suns because I believe LeBron James and Anthony Davis would be more than enough to take care of this Phoenix Suns team. And my God, we wrong. (laughs) And I apologize for that. (laughs) So, in this series, obviously, the Suns played fantastic. They were, they were clearly the better, te- well-rounded team. I mean, outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis, there was really nothing much when it comes to firepower from that Lakers team. And when Anthony Davis went down with that groin injury, any hope the Lakers had in this series was dead. Let's be honest. Any hope the Lakers had in this series offensively was dead. It was dead. Once once AD went down, the Lakers had no chance, even with LeBron, who was probably only about 85% anyway. But this isn't about the Lakers. Talk about the Suns. Suns played fantastic. Chris Paul, who also got injured in the series, let's not forget that. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, the Suns are the only team that didn't get injuries. Chris Paul did get hurt in the first round. And some people, like myself, thought, "Oh, here we go again." Chris Paul getting injured in the postseason, but he topped it out and played a pretty decent series along with Devin Booker, who has been playing fantastic throughout these these playoffs as well. So he was able to sneak by the Lakers in six, and they moved on to the second round to take on the Denver Nuggets and the league MVP Nikola Jokic, and for the Phoenix Suns, they took care of business quite easily in this series. Denver was a better team than Portland, let's be honest with that. Despite Damian Lillard's best efforts, Denver was the better team compared to Portland. But without Jamal Murray, they had no chance in this series against Phoenix, who was a far superior team. And when you got DeAndre Ayton going toe-to-toe with Nikola Jokic, that just speaks volume to his amount of talent and how much he's progressed over the years, and how he's really become probably one of the forgotten members of that draft class that Trey Young and Luca. That whole draft class. Everybody talks about Trey and Luca. No one talks about Aiden because let's be let's be honest. He's no he's probably not as talented as Luca and Trey, but he's pretty solid too. And he's gonna get a payday come this postseason, come next off season. You can put it up. You can to the bank on that. He's going to get a bag. Because of the series, he went toe-to-toe with Jokic. Chris Paul, Devin Booker did their thing again. They got key contributions from guys like Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, Mikel Bridges. And it was after this series, I thought, okay, there's no way. No matter who wins between the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers, they're not beating the Suns. They're not beating this team. No offense to the Jazz the Clippers. They were both fantastic teams, but I, didn't, I don't care who which team came out of, the, out of that series. They were not beating the Suns. And speaking of the Western Conference Finals, they got the Los Angeles Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. So this immediately became Beat L.A. Part 2. So, in Game 1 and 2, the Suns had no Chris Paul due to the COVID-19 protocols because he was either exposed or he had it or something. We don't exactly understand the whole details of that story. But, in Games 1 and 2, at home, the Suns were able to still take care of business against a Kawhi leonard Los Angeles Clippers team. In game one, it was Devin Booker dropping 40 points and DeAndre Ayton had another solid performance. I believe he had 20 points and double-digit rebounds in that game. And in game two, it was a tough, hard-fought game. Scrappy, brutal. I believe Devin Booker, this is a game that Devin Booker got his nose busted by Patrick Beverly, and it came down to the final play of the game where the value happened, and DeAndre Aiden threw down the lob that sealed the deal in that game. Fantastic play call from Monte Williams, fantastic pass from Crowder, and great finish from DeAndre Aiden on that play. But the Clippers have been a scrappy team this entire postseason. They did not just lay down and die. They continued to fight. And in Game 3, they took care of business at home, won Game 3. But in Game 4... The Suns took care of business and won game four. So they had to go back to the Valley. Suns had a chance to win it at home. and But the Suns being up 3-1, we all know Chris Paul's history of 3-1s before, up to this point. He was pretty notorious for choking these. And they lost that game five, and the series went to 3-2, and we're like, uh-oh. Maybe this could be another typical Chris Paul postseason collapse. But in game six, we possibly saw Chris Paul at his absolute best. Especially in the second half of that game. Because in the first half, let's be honest, he was probably not the greatest. But in that second half, Chris Paul was completely unstoppable. In LA where he spent nine years and had heartbreaking moments over and over and over again, he finally got the job done. It helped to get this Suns team to the NBA Finals to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. And you gonna feel good for Chris Paul. He's been in the league for a very long time, 16 years. He has been close so many times. He's been on great teams. Lob City Clippers, those Houston Rocket teams with James Harden. But he couldn't get the job done because he was either not healthy, or other players around him weren't healthy, or he they straight up collapsed. But for the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul, this is a great moment for them. No one expected them to even get past the first round. But they got this far now. And now they are the betting favorites to win the NBA Finals. After 10 years of not making the postseason, they are now in the NBA Finals and the betting favorites of Milwaukee. If you didn't believe about the Chris Paul effect before, Huni should be a believer now because what he's been able to do with this young Phoenix Suns team has been nothing short of remarkable. All right, so now it is time to make my predictions on who will win these finals against, well, between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. If you go back to my NBA playoffs prediction episode, you would have known that I had Milwaukee beating the Lakers in the NBA finals, and Giannis would be winning his first ring. However, predictions did not, my predictions did not become true. We did not get a Los Angeles versus Milwaukee finals. Instead, we got Phoenix versus Milwaukee, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So, now, between these two teams, the way both these two teams have been playing throughout the entire postseason, I don't know if Giannis is going to play game one. If he doesn't, I'm going to take Phoenix to win game one. But when it comes to the entire series – I might. I'm sorry, Milwaukee. I'm going to change my pick. I, I believe that you guys will be able to beat anybody in the Easter in the Western conference this time around. If y'all got to the finals, but the way that this Phoenix Suns team has been playing, the way Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton have been playing this entire postseason, I cannot bet against these Suns team. I just cannot. I think this series will go the whole distance. I believe we're going to see some all-time classic performances from the stars of this postseason. But the end, I'm going to take the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA Finals in seven. Chris Paul will get his first ring, and he will also win Finals MVP. And that was my predictions for the NBA Finals. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Enjoy the NBA Finals, folks. It's going to be a fantastic series between two very, very fantastic basketball teams.